opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the host and are not representative of their employers, spouses, or associates. If you haven't gathered from the title, the language used on the show is akin to that of a high school boy's locker room. Listener discretion is advised. The advice given in this podcast is worth what you pay for it, which is nothing. Hello and welcome to another fun-filled episode of the Ift Up Farming Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler, and up here in the crow's nest with me right now is a dog named Hyde. His owner's somewhere gone, I don't know, took off, ran away. Surely he'll be back at some point, so let's just go ahead and knock out these here uh, sponsors. First off, we got Ballard's Guns in White Deer, Texas. Great people, great prices, awesome guns. Highly recommend that you look them up on their website, ballardsguns.com, and you will find yourself a deal. Also, we are brought to you by Texas Beverage and Package in Groom, Texas, and also now in Canyon, Texas. Maybe technically an Amarillo address. Have to look that up. It is just south of 2219 on the old VFW Highway, which I forget what that highway is. Go check them out. Great deal. Store's open. Manager seems real cool. They're offering a 5% discount to uh, all WT students and alumni until homecoming. Did you just come up here to drop shit and make noise? I didn't drop anything. You just brought your dog the heaviest toy that he had so he could pick it up and drop it? That is actually not the heaviest toy that he's got. You're the heaviest toy that he's got. If you haven't Heavy. noticed, uh, we now have another co-host in here. Hyde's getting a little break. He's going to go play with his toys. And Royce is up here. What's up, guys? Hopefully not playing with his favorite toys. <laughs> Never in front of an audience. So, as I was saying, WT alumni, WT uh, current students, go check them out. What's what's the actual number of VFW? Is it like twenty five ninety or something like that? I'd have to look it up, but that sounds about it's right. VFW, everybody knows it. Sansi yeah. Road. Yeah, just follow Sansi out. Uh, it's right south of twenty two nineteen on the west side of the road. You got to look for it. But not very sign hard though. There's there. yeah. It was getting kind of dark whenever we were there. They did have a liquor deal out front, a banner or something. Yeah, they had a, one of the, the those half teardrop yeah. banner deals. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And they've got the real fancy logo. I've, I've always liked their logo. And I got. have to say, if you are impressed with the selection and groom, you need to go to Amarillo because it is tenfold. It is It is more impressive. It's amazing what that guy can put together whenever he's got a store that's bigger than a shoebox. Also, and sponsors, we got Mo Cattle Company, bringing you the finest Angus and Semangus genetics in the Bi-County region. Since 2023. Look them up. Uh, Come find us. Somehow. You can find us. It's, it's, we stand out. Yeah. No big deal. No big deal. Um, also, we are brought to you by the Livestock Podcast. If you haven't checked it out, he did finally release that episode with uh, me and Royce on it. I've been told that it is entertaining. I did listen to it. I enjoyed it. I'm not going to say that's the most factually correct podcast that he turned out, but it was okay. <laughs> it was okay. And also, while we're speaking of the Canucks, make sure uh, February 15th, 2023, they got some attention semen on sale. 
Go look it up. Get you some. Yes. Not sure how that sale's going on. I don't know if that's uh, online or an in-person, but go check them out at the Cliffs Farms for some attention semen. And last, but certainly not least, we got the Meat Club Lambs. The folks with the sheeps not on the cheeps. The man and woman of Wheeler County. Wheeler County. And that's not just because they're the only people there. I'm sure there was, you know, five, ten people that got nominated for that. I'm sure. Maybe 15. Now, Wheeler you know, County might have had a population spike. might have been 30. I know a couple people in Wheeler, and they're, I mean, that, I would think they'd be right up there in the running for it. But it went to Mom and Papa Meek, as it should it have. A, it was an easy contest. Easy contest. So. Go check them out. Sheep's not on the cheap. Tommy might still be looking for a date or something. It's hard to say with him. He gets a little squirrely. Look him up on Facebook. Wheeler's maybe most eligible bachelor. Yeah, squirrel got married, so I bet he's pretty high up on the list. <laughs> that, that probably that probably put him up a, a, a knock or two. If you wanna if you wanna date a baron in the sheep world, I don't think they have sheep barons. Well, Tommy could be the first one. So we're going to move right on into the Texas Beverage and Package with their brand new location in Amarillo, Texas with, tell them what it is. We've got new riff here, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. I'm real sure I saw this at the new store. We picked it up at the old store a couple weeks ago. Is that not the one that they were talking about, uh, how there may or may not possibly kind of might be a uh, barrel pick for the new store of that? I'm pretty sure you are correct. You know, just a little insider he's, trading he's for got, you there. He may or may not have that on the uh, on the books coming up here pretty soon. Uh, but this is a new riff, an old or a new riff on an old tra- tradition. Our high rye bourbon is bottled in bond without chill filtration, exceeding the world's highest quality standard for spirits set forth in the. 1897 Bottled in Bond Act. Aged at least four years, 65% corn, 30% rye, 5% malted barley. Check them out at www.newriftdistilling.com. And all as always, never mind, I'm not going to read that part. Drink responsibly. Well, no, it was the Surgeon General's warning. If you're pregnant, drink responsibly. If you're not pregnant, drink responsibly. It's got a nice color to it. Cool bottle. It is a neat bottle. It kind of looks like that bottle that uh, Metallica's whiskey comes in. What's that called? Blackened or something like that? Something, yeah. I think that's Metallica's. Very deep, dark color. Touch boozy on the nose. Boozy and sweet. Sweet and boozy. Mm, I'm going more grainy. I won't argue the sweet portion, but I, I do. I get. I get some grain out of that. It's hard to get past the alcohol. It really, kind of is. What proof did you say that was? Bottled in bond, so it's a hundred. Maybe some apricot. I'm getting some floral notes on the arm. Apricot, cherry, some kind of stone fruit. Is I can see that. Yeah. That. Maybe a peach, sweetened peach. Also got just I'm, a just a just a. A touch of a sour note. Sour? I don't know if I'm getting the sour or if that's the uh, the almost floral mixed with the apricot that it's... Well, there's sure nothing wrong with that once you get it on your palate. 
Oh, that sips fantastic. You know, for as boozy as it smells, it's surprisingly, uh, I guess smooth would be the word there. It really is. It Even stings, though we're not supposed to say smooth. It stings just a little bit on the on the back of the throat and then burns delightfully going down the hatch. Nice oily mouthfeel. It is. Um, I'm, I'm still sticking with my, my stone fruit assessment. Maybe a bit of black pepper. I'd go with that. It's got a got a tang to it. That's uh, I think that might have nice. been the sour that I was getting on the nose. Could be. It was more of like a bitter spice type mm-hmm. type mm-hmm. meal. It's not as sweet as it smells. Like I'm not getting just a whole a whole bunch of sweet off of this, but it is. It's good. it's not very sweet. I don't mind it. I mean, the it's it's sweet enough. It is. It is. You can taste some sweet. But it's not uh, not one of the notes you notice at first. I like it. That's good. I'm going to give that a 6.9. 6.9. Oh. Bringing out the double digits. So I'm going to go with it just a regular 6.5. Okay. Why did you hate it? I didn't. I like it. Okay. Just. Why well, you got to come at me like that, Brad? Royce, I have yet begun to come at you. That's what I'm afraid of. It's coming. I'm sure it it's is. It's coming. Sure it's. Okay, so good scores for the new Rift Bottled and Bond. Go to the new store. Check it out. It's got a cool bottle. Kind of a wine bottle shape with uh, black paint over the top. Just on the top third of it? Yeah, I'd buy that. He's chewing upon my chair again. Hide, buddy. I don't even know where his toy is. It, it really worked for me to bring it up here. Yeah, I'm real proud of you for that, as previously mentioned. I tried. I tried. I did what I could. Which apparently isn't much. Apparently not. Okay, so, moving on. Royce, you, you want to kill the day or you want to talk about something? I've got a fuck up that we need to talk about. All right. All right, what do we got? Well, I sent it to you earlier today. Is this the, the combine in the front yard? So, the title on that said a combine ran into a house. I don't, it, it I don't like think it. the combine hit the house. Uh, I don't know. It almost looks like there's some damage to that porch. I don't think so. I think they were always at that angle. Quit it. Yeah. I think he just hit tree. He might have. It's hard to tell. I know it's a John Deere combine. And you got to kind of look. At first, it's not easy to tell what you're looking at, but then you see it, and it's like, oh, let's combine, and it's a good ways off the road. It's past the ditch. I'm just saying, if the guy hates his neighbor's trees so much that he's going to run into them with a combine, he needs to know that's not how you kill a tree. You do it with 8630 to kill a tree. That's exactly what you do, and you play the long game. It may take it four or five years, ten years to die. Killing them softly. But it'll it'll happen. Killing them softly. And then hopefully your neighbor forgets about it and 
doesn't blame you for it. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure your neighbor didn't forget. Oh, he doesn't. Didn't, but yeah, that's a, that's an interesting thing. You think he uh, fell asleep? Think he lost steering? So there was some speculations on the website that I found that on that uh, perhaps maybe he was using auto track going down a road. Okay. Maybe interesting. not quite paying the attentions that he should have been paying attention. Okay. Next thing you know, bam, tree right there. <laughs> right there. Right to the feeder house. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I mean, that that is a... It's a pretty wild guess. Could and happen. I don't know that I could get wilder with my guess than that. And for that reason, I'm out. I mean, I in the uh, fact of clarity, or in the idea of clarity, I have, in fact, used guidance going down the road one time. It's a fine line you cross when you do that, and I decided I never wanted to do that again. I thought you couldn't go on a road gear you if can. you had your you can. auto track turned on. You can. Huh. The deal is you've got to have your header switch turned on. See, I don't think you can go into F2 in the tractor. No, on a tractor you can't. It'll kick you out. A, you get going so fast in a tractor, it'll kick you out. Right. I don't know that that 6 Series Combine will go fast enough to kick the auto track out. If the speed limitations are the same as the tractor, then no. 13 <laughs> miles an hour will not, in fact, kick you off of guidance. Yeah. So, and that was the combine I did it in. I don't I don't know what speed it kicks out on the 700 series. But, in all honesty, I did it for like a quarter mile right after we got it. I was just checking it out and seeing, making sure everything worked. So, it wasn't like I did it for that long and I wasn't paying attention. There has been times where like you're out plowing or something and it starts raining on you and you can't see good. Your windshield gets all dirty and yeah. jacked up or, you know, maybe you're coming back from the field and you got dust in front of you and you can't see real good that I have thought that it would be nice if you could just click the button and it'd stay on the road. That would be nice. There's been several Fortunately, I don't think the technology is there yet. No. Cause it doesn't even work that good in my pickup. Yeah, no, it's not that Going great. down the highway, you'd probably be all right. You'd pull that off if you use the pickup technology. Dirt roads? No. Not so much. Well, and so, like on a tractor, yeah, you've got probably got a turn row or a row set up that is almost... It's never spot on. The you'd same be fine that, for maybe a quarter mile. That's what I'm saying. Probably not. Yeah, but it's, it's not a good idea. Don't use auto track going down the highway. I hate to be a fuddy-duddy. No, hate to be the one don't. to kill it, but... No, you don't. I know, I enjoy it. It's just what you do and how you do it. I'm good at it. Good at it. Okay. Well, no more thoughts on that. Uh, let's, uh, let's, let's kill the day. All right. And this week on Ballard's Guns, killing the day, we've got Blitz and Trapper Black River Killer. So you make no mistake, I know just what it takes To pull a man so back from heaven's gates I've been wandering in the dark about it long and thin But they say it's never too late to start again Oh when, oh when Will the spirit come a-calling from my soul to send Oh when, oh when Will the keys to the kingdom be
What do you think of the old Blitzen Trapper? I like it. I think it's something a little different than anything we've got on the playlist so far. 100% not but really it, in the genre, um, because but I think fits. they fit into a subgenre of uh, alt-pop or something. I don't know. I looked that up today. You know, I could I'd see heard that. that song a couple times, but I don't know. I liked it today. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a catchy song. 14-year-old video. 14-year-old not video. Not a new song by any means. And I think they recently, as I was researching, I think they uh, recently had some turnover in the band. But still, check really? them out. Yeah, this is good. Kind of got a synthetic twang to it. I dig but, it. That's the yeah. keyboard. Yeah. Love me a good band with a keyboard. I mean, nothing wrong with it. Keyboard, piano, band, brass section. You got my That's vote. That's good. Okay. That's got... Uh, it's got a spice flavor to it, almost like a rye. You can taste the the high rye in that. Doesn't it have rye in it? Yeah, that's what I said. You can taste the high rye. It's 30% rye. Okay. It's not unpleasant. It's it's actually quite pleasant. It was just another thing I picked out of it. I thought I would I, bring forth. I, I really prefer it over the uh, ice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. But as previously mentioned, I prefer my bourbon cold. Yes. Some of them need a little ice to kind of water it down, open it up. Yeah. Others just need to be cold. I'm not entirely sure which one this, which category this one falls into. I am really digging it with a little bit of water in it. And it got a little cloudy. I don't know it's if that's probably big, from your water. A little bit, but. You probably used all the cold water whenever you filled that bottle up and your wife spit in it or something. <laughs> No, I mean, if you look at the sides of it, it almost reminds you of that uh, pond water that we drank when we were hunting that it ain't time. It got quite the floaties in it. For oh, that. it doesn't have that. but it, it ain't quite got the floaties for that. I like where your head's at, but no. But either way, it's a very good bourbon. All right, Tyler, let's listen to some Imogene by Gabe Lee. Now I never want to leave. Mm, ain't nothing to see. Just a little patch of rough hiding in the green And you can tell the folks back home If they're still asking after me I'm working it all out in Imogene Not a bad song. As previously mentioned, I am not a huge Gabe Lee fan. He's got some good songs. Maybe not all of his stuff, but he's got some. Okay. Okay. I like it. So. Not a huge fan, but I like it. Okay. That is a good song. Now, I think if Blitz and Trapper sang that song... You really got something. <laughs> you know, you may be onto something. You may be onto something. He's really gonna. He's really gonna blitz in that up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think a little synthesizer in there is gonna be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not gonna hurt anything. Um. So earlier you were talking about how you didn't you didn't know how to spell that or why he spelled it that way or I was joking. Oh yeah. Do you know what uh, it's named after? A person. No. What's it named after? The Imogene Pass in the southern. San Juan Mountains in Colorado. Oh, really? Actually, I think that would be the northern San Juan Mountains. Yeah. Okay. Southern part of Colorado. 
Northern San Juan, because the San Juan's the one that goes like through Albuquerque, right? I believe so. All right, sure. Sure. Yeah. Imogene yeah. Pass. Okay. I did not know that. You learn something new every day. The more you know. But I don't know. Come piss poor effort on your part yeah, there. Wasn't but... much. Wasn't much. Okay. Moving on. It has been forevers since we did one of these. All right. What are we doing? It has been forevers since the good people got to hear our voices. There has been a lot happen since then. Okay. A whole bunch. Yes, sir. We've cut corn. We have cut corn. We bought a cow. A very nice cow. Both in looks and temperament. And genetics. Genetic potential out the wazoo. 100%. We freeze-branded bulls. That was a first. With gasoline. Some of y'all might have got some uh, Snapchats of that. And we didn't light ourselves on fire. Nope, we didn't blow anybody up. We didn't burn any cows or bulls. We didn't. That operation to this point, to the milestones that we can look to, was a 100% success. So far, we have no reason to To the milestones that we can reasonably attain (laughs) to this point, that operation was 100% successful. You know, it's a long time in the making. I think we had bought cows. And then we bought branding irons. I mean, as you should. We needed to brand the cows. We just never have. And we just now use said branding irons. Did we buy them a little premature? Probably. (laughs) Should we have used them before now? 100%. Definitely. 100%. (laughs) We got three calf crops, Royce. But I mean... Three calf crops. Something should have been branded before now. That is true. But... Honestly, it was a little intimidating being the first time we'd ever freeze-branded anything. And who's got the fucking time? Because they tell you not to stress them whenever they're pregnant and do it, which I understand because that's a fucking lengthy process. And I get why you wouldn't want to hem a pregnant cow up in the chute and then her four friends back there behind her. Yeah. You know, I get that. When do you have the fucking time? Because you don't want to stress them when you're AIing them. You don't want to stress them. Like, when the fuck else do we have them in the chute, Royce? Yeah. Preg checking? That seems like a great time to just stress this shit out yeah. of them. Let make them slough a calf? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. We're not in this deal to make money. We're in yeah. this for the fun. The exactly. camaraderie. And you know how much fun it is to freeze brand with gasoline? So much fun. It gets more fun as the day goes long. I mean, it wasn't bad. It really wasn't a bad process. I thought it was a nice buzz. Yeah. <laughs> that old huff of gasoline? Hi. I was concerned that I dripped some of that on my boot. Yeah. No problem. Oh? Yep. Why weren't you concerned about dripping that on your boot? Because I dripped it on my boot. And I was concerned about the repercussions of dipping negative 30 degree <laughs> gasoline, gasoline on, on my boot. boot. You know, I could see that. I could see that. I think what really saved me on that deal is I had just oiled my boots. We did it on, I just oiled my boots on Friday. Oh, that's nice. And I'd only wore them once. Well, I wore them whenever we went to that sale. Okay. That was it. Yeah, that didn't hurt anything. Did not hurt anything. You can see the spot. But well, I, but I that's think also, it's just a cosmetic damage. I think you could have seen that if you just dripped gasoline on your boot. Uh, probably not. Oh, you don't think so? Probably not. 
You can see where it kind of ate through the oil. I might have, might have. I think that might have had to be frozen gasoline for that. You say might have freeze burned your uh, old leather a little bit, huh? I don't think it got all the way to the, uh, the 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 paint, the not the paint, the coloring, the dye pigment. I don't think we got that far. Okay, I think we just got through the oil. Well, that's good. Maybe it'll wipe off. Because I was trying to kick some dirt on it as I was walking over. Yeah, to I can see that. Stick that iron on somebody. Well, and it doesn't probably doesn't help that gasoline is kind of a solvent, if you will. I don't think it's kind of a solvent. I'm pretty sure. No, I think it is. Pretty sure it's a solvent. I'm pretty sure it's 100 percent a solvent. So I mean that that doesn't help that it probably helps shed the oil off of your boot. Uh, you know, there's there's good odds. So hard to say, hard to say. Neither here nor there. But either way, it's been eventful. It's been an eventful couple weeks, month. Something. Yeah. Fuck, I don't know. Uh, I've I started keep track of the time anymore. I just started taking our dietitian friend's advice. Made some of my own trail mix. Took on the combine with me. Yeah, I did that. Also made fruit and uh, cottage cheese. Took on the combine with me. That combine will keep cottage cheese cold. For how long? Well, I mean, you're going to eat it that day. You're going to want to eat it that day, I think. Okay. I don't think you're going to want to leave it overnight. I just take a little Tupperware deal of it, mm. you know. Mm. By the Must time, be nice. Didn't have that luxury in the tractor. Yeah, well, my bad, bud. I just had to stick with the wraps and the trail mix. See, and I'd, technically, I kind of cheated and I bought trail mix, but I got the kind that all it had in it was cashews and almonds and peanuts and dried cranberries and cherries in it. Mm. And then I, I sprinkled in a little dash of dark chocolate. I'd see that being pretty because good. the dark chocolate bites with the black cherry and the cranberries, super nice. Oh, I bet that's really good. Super nice. I've got to say the Hatch Green Chili Cashews, they're pretty from solid. Dunham's are Dunham's Durham's. They are not as good. Uh, it's probably Durham's. They're not they're good. as good as the uh, the red chili pistachios that somebody makes. Some outfit in New Mexico. Oh, I hadn't had the red chili ones, but the green chili ones are also fantastic. You get a hold to them red chilies, you best have yourself something to drink. A little spicy, huh? They are just wonderful. Yeah. It's a magical experience. Have you had the green chili ones? They're so hot you can see colors, Royce. (laughs) (laughs) All right, the green chili ones are not that spicy. They've still got a bite to them, but they are not. They're not that spicy. I've had the greens. They're okay. I like them. Prefer the reds. I'm going to have to try those out. I'm going to have to try those out. going to have to go to New Mexico to get them. No, you can get them in United. Not these. Oh, really? Yeah. See, the ones I'm talking about, you can get at United. No, these come from New Mexico. Well, they're labeled from New Mexico. The ones I'm talking about. Uh, these, I'm um, you gotta, sure you ain't got no cross-state line. Sell them in a grocery store label on them. Okay. I, I wish say, I could remember the name of that outfit because it's like a chili farm that sells them. I don't know. Neither here. The only there. thing I don't like about the ones that you get at United are the bag that they come in. It's one of those more brittle plastic bags that rip real easy after Correct. you get them tore open. Correct. Kind of sucks. You got to be careful. It happens. You know, it's like Julio's chips. It's the same type bag. Uh, but... With Julio's chips, if you open them, you better fucking eat them because they're going to be stale by the next morning, regardless of what you do to that bag. That's fair. 
Like, I don't understand how they can be so fresh tasting and then just boom, stale. Well, it's because they are uh, probably bagged in the one place drier than here. I think it's the nitrogen that they pump into the bags. Well, it could be that too. I don't even know where they make Julio's chips. San Angelo. It's where they used to make them. It's not always drier there than it is here. Usually is. Pretty dry yeah. down there. Yeah, you get a little further west, a little further south. Angelo, not that bad. But yeah, no, they're. I know at one point they either had a plant or their plant was in San Angelo. Because when we went to the stock show, that was when everybody was just getting a taste of them up here. And, you know, you'd go Correct. in somebody's shop and they'd have the box of Julio's chips. Correct. So, yeah, and we and Dad went and got a, got a couple boxes for people while we were there. Cool deal. Yeah. So. Yeah. I guess that's really all we've done. I mean, it's been busy. Oh, we cut. Did you mention we cut seed Milo? I didn't mention that. Yeah, we took a break a, in the middle of corn that was harvest. A fun fucking day, wasn't it? With pivot that wouldn't move over fifty percent. That was sarcasm. It sucked. The Milo that was falling down. Was stupid. Gonna make lots of good hay though. Seed Milo's stupid. It really is. Maybe the last time we try that. I understand that it's necessity, but it's still stupid. It is. It's a risk. It's a high risk, medium reward type situation. Sounds good on paper, though. It does. I mean, on paper, it looks really good. Until you uh, get into the situation like we've been in the last three years, and it's falling down on you. So... Might know a guy that has something that could help th- that problem. Oh, maybe sticks. I'm just gonna go out there and tie every no, stalk to a stick. No, I don't think stick. you want to stake them. That's gonna be problematic and time consuming. <laughs> I mean, very time consuming. Because you're not just gonna have to stake it; then you're gonna have to tie it. I th- yeah, biodegradable string. What if it biodegrades too fast? And you're gonna be tying them again. Hard to say. Hard to really say. So, but we Sorry, used the people a, are reaching out. I gotta, I gotta take a look at it. <clears throat> we used a uh, converted corn head that had been turned into a row head. First time Did using one of those. Did it convince you you need to go buy one of those Milo heads? If I had more Milo, like if I grew the same amount of Milo I'm growing this year every year, I would sure look into getting one. I would either do like this, because this was about a $40,000 header, I think. If you get it from, you can either buy your own corn head and do the conversion yourself, or you can buy it already done by the people that make the kit. Right. And I think I heard this was about a $40,000 corn head. Or I mean about a $40,000 Milo header. That's not bad. So, and it was a newer, I mean it was a six series corn head. I would like to see what it did on like a regular Milo as opposed to that, you know, chin high shit that you were cutting it on. I think it would really shine. I think that I didn't think I didn't know if it would get as low and pick up as well as like those actual Milo headers do. I think it depends on your combine. A little bit. Um, I don't think it will get quite as low now on that 700 series where we've got the hydraulic feeder house tilt. Mm-hmm. I think you could get 
you could probably come close to doing what a uh, one of the Drago's. I think it's the Drago's that do that. I forget. That have that the, right. the hydraulic tilt on the snouts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. There's another company that makes them. I can't think. It may be, and both of them may do it. I don't remember what old boys over that way have. But man, you Gearenhoff. see down. Uh, is that a Gearenhoff? No, I think that's the other brand. Okay. I don't know which one they have, but I, I think, think those are got the a two. Gearenhoff. But man, like you look at whenever they cut like a Milo field that's laid over, mm-hmm. and it is so it almost stands the stock back up after they run across it. Yeah, it really does. It and I mean, neat. you're you're probably not taking it as high as you would if you were cutting it while it was standing. But you're getting damn close to it. Yeah. And I think it does a good job of pulling those pulling that stock through to where you're not just chewing so much stock oh, yeah. whenever it cuts it off. Yeah. And that's the nice part about them is you're not eating two, three foot of stock. Right. You know, you're cutting that in at least half, if not a third. So, I mean, if like I said, if you're going to have a lot of Milo, I could see where they would... They'd probably pay for themselves. Just one have a in, lot of Milo. One in wear and tear on your combine. Yeah. And fuel consumption. And then you're probably going to get a great or a cleaner grain tank sample. Fair odd. So. Fair odds. I don't know exactly, but won't argue with you. Yeah. But in a crop like Milo, it's going to take a lot of acres to pay for one of those name brand. Nah, heads, because those are in the in the six figures. Nah, you can get them cheaper now. Maybe used, but if you're buying a new one, they're for those high end ones that have the snoots that droop down hydraulically. Uh, you can get them cheaper now. Really? Yeah. I was thinking at the farm show that's what they were. Eh, it's a farm show special, man. They're looking for suckers. <laughs> yeah, I thought they usually went the other way. No, they just price everything up the week before and the week after to make you think you got it. Aha, there you go. It's strategic. It's strategic. For sure. Um, okay, Roy, so I got a I got a I got a little question for you here. Okay. Scrolling through the old LinkedIn the other day. Yeah. I'm not on that. Well, uh, it happens. I'm why I am. It happens. You meet people. Weird British guys call you wanting to hire you to do shit. Kansas. I don't know. I thought that was fixing goes so that much was darker. An odd conversation. But anywho's. Okay. So there was a guy that said, uh, stop saying that we need to treat our farm like a business. Because your farm is a business. I think I understand what he was going for but who's not treating their farm like a business not many people maybe a few of your hobby farmers or well, that's, that's a hobby but it's still business I if mean you got money to do this shit on the side obviously you but yeah I, a little business savvy so what do you think he's trying to say there I think he's trying to sound smarter than he actually is. Oh, bye. A touch I'll more, a touch more, uh, maybe not smarter, uh, touch more intellectual. Okay. If you will. Cause I have heard people say, it's like, you know, Hey, you got to treat your farm like a business. Cut emotion out, whatever. 
I think it goes more towards cattle operations that I hear that type of deal. You know, I could see that. You know, because there's a lot more emotions whenever you're dealing with live animals. And, there really are. That's why you're not you supposed know, to name like, your cows like there's, beauty. There's never been <laughs> one time that you or me or anybody's looked out and said, fuck that wheat's pretty. I'm just going to keep it. I'm just going to leave her there. <laughs> <laughs> never have another crop like that one. It stays. Do you know that's fair? Um, I think you do get some emotion in your grain marketing. You know, probably not the same emotions that you're getting in your cattle operation. Yeah, okay, that's fair. You know, but it's I, I can see where you could say you know you need to take the emotion emotion out of your marketing on either one, but it's it's more blatant, like you said, in your cattle operations, in your livestock operations. That's that's okay. And that's where I could see people, I think there's more hobbyists in the livestock side of things than there are on Easier the farm to be a hobby side there. of things. And so if if you're claiming that you're a farmer, but you're a hobbyist, I could see, you know, well, that old cow, you know, I've had her this long. And yeah, she didn't have a calf this year. And hell, she may be 20. And I've got to take a bucket of feed out to her every day. Just but by to, God, we ain't selling old Gatorade. We're not selling old Gatorade. I mean, we're guilty of it too. Your granddad is, but Gatorade raised lots of good caps too. And she ate a lot of feet. And she ate a lot of feet. And buns out of your hand, apparently. There you go. So, to Gatorade. A good cow. But, yeah, um, I don't know. I just I thought it was weird. I don't understand what he was really trying to... Because that was really the extent of his post. And that's where I think that I'm probably giving him what he wanted was a little publicity, a little talking about. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm not saying his name. Also, I didn't even write it down. But... See, I'm wondering if he's meaning that... Stop telling me to treat my farm like a business because I already am. No, that wasn't exactly... There was a little more fleshed out than what i told you and it it was you know this is a business just like any other business like a tire business or a restaurant or whatever and i'm like well okay then what's your fucking point bud i'm confused by him i could see that i don't understand his tactics so i'm just gonna sit here and keep acting tough you know it's one of those deals he's he's just trying to say words and hope that something sticks as a saying maybe if you happen to be a listener hit me up you know my name find me on linkedin obviously i'm there did you interact with him no i did not no i mean that's good of you that you didn't just get on there and call him out for his you know there's been several facebook pseudo philosophical uh, linkedin type posts lately that i've wanted to hop in on that's not one of them well, good for you. Good for you, buddy. They appeared to be giving him the old what for in the comment section anyway, so I just moseyed on down the page. <laughs> I don't believe I was the only one that was curious as to what his actual intentions were with okay. that post. Okay. Well, that's fun. It really is. Community coming together 
to roast somebody on LinkedIn. It's a good part, but that, that's a, that's a LinkedIn find. You know, I come across those from time to time. I know you're yeah. not on there. You know, because that's the deal. We can all see the shit on the uh, the Facebooks and the Instagrams. And the X's. Well, not for long. We have to pay for it. Hey, Royce, I got a question. Did we ever talk about the Liberty Safe debacle on here? I believe we did. Okay. I believe we did. I think we touched on it. You want to you wanna get into it again? If you think we did, I'll let it go. Okay. Hey, I've got a question for you. Off of the old X here. There's guys saying fungicide pays, tile pays. What else do you swear by that is worth the expense? I mean, where are you at? What are you doing? I mean, it just depends, but just overall. Want me to get... You're the salesperson. Blanket statement on this deal? Like, on your deal, what do I think we'll pay? Yeah. Humic acids. Really? Almost every time. Okay. You will never see an immediate... Well, you might see an immediate response from a humic acid, but you will not see an immediate return on humic products. It's, It's a program approach. You have to get a certain amount of product into the ground before it actually... You see a huge boost. Okay. Generally three to five years. Okay. That's in a our, long In payout. our area, yeah. it's generally three to five years. And I'm not saying it won't pay for itself, but you're not going to see like night and day. Like you're not going to fix fields. I've seen a lot of guys that are like, well, I had that field over there. The corn's always yellow. And I put a bunch of black stuff in there. And yeah, it's probably a little bit greener, but I, I didn't see much difference on it. It's like, well. Keep trying. Takes a little time. Yeah, that's why I try to position those products to people that I know that I'm going to be dealing with <laughs> for a little bit of time. Yeah. And maybe we can approach it as, you know, hey, let's do half this field. Like if you've got a quarter mile or that you always plant corn on or mm-hmm. whatever, it's like, well, let's do let's do the West half. OK, we'll just keep doing that. And then in two or three years, we look at it, we can reevaluate and then maybe we do the other half. <laughs> and I always try to take good soil samples before, after both halves. Yeah. Because there's sometimes there's differences that don't necessarily show up because any type of fertility product like that, you run into stuff that it should have helped and it might have helped, but maybe it was a hundred and tender in pollination. Maybe um, you had a well go down. Maybe you got hailed on there's too many outside variables. Like we're not working in a Petri dish. You know what I mean? So it really takes a couple years of repetition to a, see the difference and B for there to actually be a difference worth seeing. Okay. Foliar products. That's normally a deal. You can see it pretty instantaneous. Yeah. Well, you would hope so. That's what you're supposed to be getting out of it. You know, if it wasn't instantaneous, I'd be worried about it either washing off or, uh, Vaping off before it right. did what it was supposed to. Soil so. applied things. That's that's different. Yeah. I can see that. <laughs> no, I can't say that one. Because <laughs> I don't mean it. It's snarky jab. It's hucksters. Not in the human game. Not in the human world. It's a different deal. Um, You know, I don't know. There's lots of things that you can probably always see a difference on. Yeah. Um, insecticides tend to pay. When you have a problem, yeah. Hmm? Seed treatments. Yeah. Tend Seed to pay. treatments, yeah. 
That falls into your fungicide category. Um, I don't know. What do they come up with? Uh, they just, oh, well, let's go into the... Look uh, at the comment section there. Paying labor well and providing fringe benefits. I will say that. I would agree with that one. Nah. Especially based on some of the other Twitters or tweets that I've seen today, there is a discussion going on about uh, the worst farmhand that people have had. Okay. Um, and it, it has been eye-opening. Makes I, me feel so I much better about seen, having Brandon. I have seen very well-paid farmhands. They're morons. Well, they don't do always that like too. that. That's... Uh, <laughs> You if still you got, got have, one that's good, I would not say saying. that fringe benefits and pay make a damn bit of difference. Your screening process is what's going to make the difference. That's going to pay out. That's fair. That's fair, and I would you know, agree with I'm, that. I'm, 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 your uh, your pay. I go is, back to our good pal Watson's uh, fathers. It's like, well, I don't know. They're just hiring folks off the street. You do that, you get bad employees. <laughs> You know, but the the one thing about it is if you get known as somebody that is paying well and takes care of their employees, I think it's probably easier to find decent farmhands if you get a name. At of, one point, yes, I think you are correct. Now, if, I don't think so. Yeah, and you may be right. But if you get... You're going to have every jackass within five counties that wants to come work for you because you pay better than everybody else. And it's hard to weed people out instantaneously. Oh, like that's that. true. Some people give a good interview. Like, hell, I bet I could interview you today. And I think you're going to be a hand. No, nah, just a glove. Just a glove. <laughs> well, as long as I'm not just the fingers. <laughs> no, no, you're not fingers. You're just a glove. Step above the fingers. Um, yeah, you know, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's going to come. I don't think that's a good one to put on there. Cause I don't think it's actually going to be factual more than 80% of the time. 80% of the time, every time. Maybe. Well, that escalated quickly. Lime PK and sulfur always never stop doing these things. Right. We ain't from around here. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have to add the lime. Or a whole lot of the P and the K. Some P and K. You put out P every year on every acre. We put out P every year on a third of the acres. You put out P on every acre planted every year. How so? It's called phosphorus, bud. I know. Uh, you, you don't think cotton uses phos? No, I know it does. But we put it out when we drill wheat, so we put it out a third. So you put it out on every acre that gets planted because you put out more than what the wheat needs because you're putting it out a year early for the cotton. Well, yes. So you put it out on every acre. But you're phrasing it a little different. Oh, you're trying to bullshit your way out of this whenever I'm right. I mean, I feel like we're splitting hairs and just trying to argue over. No, I'm right. Either way, I would agree with that one too. You don't put out much K. No, we don't put out a lot of K. We do put out some sulfur, though, and zinc. Do you ever put out any K? I don't think you do. On our irrigated acres. we got You get some uh, yeah. potassium in your compost. Just a little bit. 
But no, I, I mean, I, I would believe in a good fertilizer program, and I think we're in at least a decent one. You're getting what you pay for. You know, I'm trying to uh, to put out more than just nitrogen. You're getting what you pay for. It's a lot. It could be more. It could be. Could be getting more. Could be. You're over there and save yourself into prosperity mode. How's that working for you, Royce? Can't save yourself into prosperity. Unless you're Dave Ramsey. Didn't like to know how he did it. He a wife with a, a lot months. of money. You're working on that one. <laughs> I'm trying. You have to trade in for a newer model. Better built model, as I <laughs> called her, as I told her the other day. <laughs> Still can't believe I'm waking up every morning. You know, I, I feel like you're lucky, bud. Every day is a gift at this point for you. Me and her both. Have you <laughs> met her? <laughs> I like this one from this uh, username. Flooded Feedlot LLP says concrete. I could see you wanting a lot of concrete in a flooded feedlot. Sounds like he needs to meet the tile guy. <laughs> Maybe he does. A good agronomist. Yeah, that uh, I would agree with that. That's fair. Yeah. And now we've got just nitrogen. And again, that doesn't always pay out. You put out 600 units in, you're not growing 600 bushels of corn on your farm. No. I'm sorry. No, you're but not. But you're not. So it doesn't always pay out. No, but I mean the right amount. You got to put out. You got to put some in you to gotta get some. Got to use the four R's. I know. I know. I'm familiar with them. So I have no... Uh, I have not ever used prescription planning. This guy's claiming prescription planning, but talking to the agronomist, some of the other agronomists in the area, they have not figured out how to make it pay for the time that it takes to set up the prescriptions. I'll set up in the prescriptions this and it won't charge anything. Okay. But will it pay for the, uh, will it pay for itself? Yeah. Really? If you've got a third of the field that's in a lake and it never grows anything, drop 10,000 and move on. You know, I can see that. If you've got places that are consistently higher yielding that you think you can do better on, drop, drop 40 on that section, drop 10 on the other part, and you might use the same amount of seed, but you're going to drastically... that No, that pays. Okay. That anybody that tells you it doesn't pay doesn't want to set up a prescription. Uh, this was... I'll tell you off air who it was, and you'll you'll understand. But they didn't okay. want to write the prescription. The Probably. problem is, the only problem is that you can't just do the prescription planting. You've also got to do the fertilizer, and might not have to go like full out precision prescription variable rate. Mm-hmm. But you're going to want to put a little thought into how you're slinging that fertilizer. You know, I could see that. So I've got a question. Have you done any of that? Very little. Okay. I didn't know if you could, and this is, you may not be able to answer this, but can you make a map 
and like say you got a prescription for your seeding rate, can you transfer that over to a fertilizer map? And like I give it to our uh, fertilizer spreader since we hire that well, out. So uh, your applicators will generally have the capability. They might not do it, so they might have to do a little research on how to make that portion work. Yeah. But most of like your John Deere sprayers, your case sprayers, all of them are pretty well. If it's got a new liter box on it, it is set up to do it. Okay. Um, and there's a couple others. I've, the new liter is the one I'm most familiar with. Yeah. So... The same map will come up with that prescription, but there's going to have to be a different step for it. Yeah. You're going to have to tweak it a little bit. Yes. But I should be able to hand like just a thumb drive off to my applicator. Yeah. yeah. And he he may have to figure out what he's doing on his end, but he ought to be able to plug that in. I don't know if he'll be able to plug it into his monitor. But yes, using the ones that we use right with now with the he John should. Deere setup, yes. I think you would be able to just give him a thumb drive and put it into his monitor and move on. Some of the older ones and some different brands, I think they might have to run it through a computer first. I could see that, especially but like if, if I draw you up a map and write the prescription, it should go across the board. Yeah, I just have to draw a different. Prescript, like you can use the same maps and all that. Yeah, you just have to write a different prescription because obviously, I mean, it's yeah, you've got to tell it to instead task. of so many seeds per acre, I want this many pounds of fertilizer. Yeah, no, and that's one. Uh, that's not what I was way asking. That but. wouldn't work. Would be on your variable rate picks applications because they draw those off of NDVI maps. Okay, they take those, they fly them get the NDVI images, and then they decide how to do the variable I did rate not rate. even realize they did variable rate picks. Yeah. Is that really that big of a deal since picks isn't an expensive... That doesn't really pay out, I don't think. I don't know. I knew one guy that was trying to do it. I hadn't talked to him in a while. I don't even know if he's still doing it. I think they do it a lot more in the Deep South. I could see that. Um, and places like Georgia, Louisiana, places where they're kind of more predominantly like on their dry land fields, they'll have big ass dry land fields that might have, well, like the Bobbit would be a good example for you. It's on top of a hill. There's a lake in the middle of it. Okay. If you catch some rain, there's going to be that spot in the middle that's going to get a little growthy on you. If you had every field like that, it might be worth it, but yeah. I don't think... So you're going to have to do some upgrades to your uh, sprayer, probably. Yeah, probably. So I don't think that would pay off. I could see that. I could see that. If you and farmed I could see a lot of hills or wetlands the, yeah. or something like that. I could see why they would do that in the south. Also, their soil type changes a lot more than ours do. Right. Because our soil type may change, but it's a... It's fairly consistent. It's a fairly sim... I mean, it's a pretty similar soil type that's next to it. It may be classified different, but I well, mean, yeah. you're you're talking about very minuscule changes that they're classifying right. the difference in, you know. So, no, I, I can see that. The PIX deal is very intriguing, but like you say, it doesn't cost that much. Yeah. You know, you're going to be talking about on your high parts, we spent a dollar. On your low parts, we spent 50 50 cents. cents. Yeah. 
Or we could have sprayed the whole thing like it was at 75 cents. You know, you can take the donkeys or you can take the trim. It is the same <laughs> price. Uh, I think you're going to have to have a lot of acres with a lot of variability to make that. Uh, no, work. I would. I would. I, I think that. that you could probably. I, I specifically think that you could justify prescription planning on almost every one of your circles. Maybe not the Sheridan. That would be the only one I'd be iffy on. Okay. It's like you're dead fur on the Kaikendall. Why are you putting the same amount of seed and fertilizer no, right there? You're never going to get it. That's fair. You no, know? that is fair. Like, hey, we could raise 200 bushel corn across the board, or we could raise 180 bushel corn in the dead fur and 220 bushel corn on the other side, or 240 or 50 or, you know. And no bigger than that dead fur is, it's going to... Do a lot better. It's going to save you a few bags. Yeah. It's going to save you some fertilizer. Okay. But I think you got to be in a top dress situation to really make that whole deal pay out. I'm putting out in through the pivot. Not going to. It's going to be hard to choke down those nozzles over the dead fur. That's fact. They might have nozzles to do that. And if they don't. Trademark. They do have a system now that you can, like, if it's a percent of the circle, mm -hmm. uh, the piece of the pie, right? it'll speed it up through that. Right. And so you can set up watering prescriptions like that. But in a situation like that dead fur, it's going to be tough. You, I don't think you can do that. Because, you're going to have to have a, a moving orifice inside yeah. those nozzles. But then you've got your, you got to worry about the pressure on your system. And I mean, it's just a whole, turns it'll into be a whole fun, nightmare. It'll open the rest of them. And then you'd have to see. I mean, I, I'm sure they could do it. Trademark. If anybody figures this out, you owe us money. Just call it the effed up farming nozzle and I'm <laughs> tickled to death. We'll, we'll send you a bottle of whiskey and some hats. We'll call it even. Okay. So now that was anything else you want to talk about on that one? Uh, no, I can't really think of anything else on that one. Um, I just thought that was interesting. Quality seed treatments. I already said that. Soil sampling and fertility. I don't really think about that because you don't pay for that. No, I don't. Test plot for choosing next year's seed. Split in applications, variable rate seeding. I do think, since he mentioned test plots, I think that every... Farm should have a test plot of their own that nobody else knows about. Okay. Like, I'm not saying I call you and say, hey, man, can I put a test plot up there on Dennis's? You're like, oh, yeah, that's cool, whatever. I'm saying you should do an independent test plot. Doesn't have to be a big one. You look 12 row, doesn't have to be replicated. Just on farm, on your farm research. Okay. I'll just do side by sides. You know, I could see that. Which obviously somebody's going to know about it. But I'm saying it needs it's to be... It's not something that has to be published. Well, 
if I put a test plot on your farm, I've got skin in the game. Yeah. If you say, hey, send me two of these hybrids, two of these hybrids, two of these hybrids, all different brands, and then you plant it, like, you can tell me where it is, but I really don't care because you bought the seed. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Do what you want. It's like, hey, man, I might learn something on this too. It's a group project at that point. Well, there you it's go. not me trying to figure something out and slow down your harvest. You know, in, in cotton, I do a little bit of that. Like if there's a new variety came out that I'm interested in, I try a little bit of it. See, but where the, I think you should do better on that is not just plant one field to a new new variety. No, I try to plant. I, I'd like to plant like half of a field. And right. plant it on a couple places if I'm trying a variety. Yes. That's what I was getting at. You need yes. some strips throughout there. It doesn't always but work that way, but I l- that's the way I like you to You also do need it. new strippers. All you're getting is visual and what the guy running the stripper tells you. Yeah. And if you, you can see there. a difference in this part to this part, yeah. It's hard to see more than a pound or less than a bale difference yeah. in cotton. I was going to say a half, a half a bale. Yeah. It depends on where you're at. But if you're they, stripping half bale cotton next to a bale cotton, yeah, you can see that real easy. Yeah. If it's three bale cotton, but some of it's two and a half and some of it's three and a half, you might not always see that difference right off. Yeah. Um, one thing that, our guys do have is on one of their strippers, they've got the uh, achromatic. Mm-hmm. And so if you ask them, they'll, they'll run that stripper through that plot a little bit and yeah. tell you. And they can they can get a fairly rough idea. I mean, a little bit better than a rough idea off of that because, you know, a basket is usually so many bales. Yeah. There's so much of a bale. And so they they can tell you, Within about a quarter of a bale. It's not bad. So, I mean, it's not as accurate as the new ones, but I'm not paying 15 cents for harvest either. So. Get off your wallet and buy a stripper baler. Go mm, strip your own test plots. You know what? Let I'm, them do the rest of I'm it. I'm really glad that that did not come to fruition. Might not be next year, though. Might not be. Interest rates be lower last year than they are next year. Yes, sir. They don't run off all their help. Did they? I don't know. <laughs> Hard to say with that outfit. It really is. Love them to death, but there's fucking always somebody around. And if there's nobody around, there's German Shepherds. You better watch your ass. I got that memory on my Snapchat the other day. That fucking bite mark on the back of my knee. That's fair. That's fair. Grease guns. Okay. I mean, we we do know a guy that... I was about to say, who the fuck's not running grease guns? And I thought of that guy, and I'm like, okay. Well, fair, fair. Yeah, I saw the wheels turning in your head, and that's why I was going to step in there. Nope. Nope. Accurate. So. All right. Well, let's get off this topic. I think we've... uh, Bored everybody enough, but that was, I feel like that's a pretty decent conversation we had there. That's fair. Um, where the hell did that go?
Okay. So I got a controversial topic for you. I didn't I didn't save the picture on this. I might have, but I don't think I did. And I don't remember when I wrote that down. It was a while ago. Probably a couple months ago. So that's going to be hard for me to find. So there was a picture of two combines. Okay. There was like the old John Deere cabless. Maybe had a cab. Old John Deere combine. Yeah. And then there was the X series side by side. Okay. So yeah. been like maybe a John Deere 50. I'm not that up. Cause I'm trying to think that like the equivalent of a model, a gleaner, but a John Deere. Oh shit. That'd have been, I can't even remember what number that was, but one of the first, the very first OG. Yeah. And it said in this picture, you'll see a combine built by the same company. The difference is the first combine the company cared about farmers and the second combine, they only cared about shareholders. I'm going to have an argument with that one. I don't, I don't. John Deere takes a fair amount of heat. They take a lot of heat. And they should take a lot of heat. Yeah. Because they, they make some questionable decisions. Yeah. But I think you can say that about any well, equipment Well, they all do, company. but we're going to talk about John Deere because yeah. that's what we're talking about at the moment because that's what the dude's taking shots at. Fair enough. So, yeah, you know, they take a lot of heat. They probably deserve to take a lot of heat because that's probably the only thing at this point that's actually keeping them in check. And for anybody that thinks they're not in check, let it go. Just, just let them run wild and do what they want, and you will see some really out there shit. <laughs> I am I'm 100% confident. With zero regulation, them some bitches is... They're going to show you how to make money. Yeah. No, I, I believe you. And they're going to be buying their shit. They're good at it as they are. Yes. So the problem is everybody always wants to bitch. It's like, well, you know, nobody makes a million dollar combine that's trying to support the farmer. Well, how many farmers do you know that actually need a million dollar combine? I know a couple of them. Yeah. Maybe a handful. Probably less than 10. But a, a strong handful. I, I can think of... A hand and a half. I can think of five probably just right off the top of my head. Yeah. And this is a pretty localized yeah. area here. I'm not talking about like my big national people that farm in 14 different states and all that. I'm talking about like your... Just people around here. Family farm type. Yes. That they would need a combine that big to cover the acres that they've got. Fuck, they might need two or three of them. Who knows? Yeah. No, I, I would agree with you. And the same with the stripper balers, because they're the same. I mean, just any harvester. Right. You know. The original John Deere combine was made for a farmer, because that's what the farmer required. Yes. Back then, they were farming a quarter section. And people probably thought they were as expensive as the X9s are now. I, I think that they've proven that with inflation... It should still be cheaper than what it is now, but you're not talking about. It's not apples to apples comparison. It's it's not. It's not. And so I mean, what I'm saying is, you're not talking about more than a two hundred thousand dollar difference. I think your granddad had a Gleaner Model A. Still got one. Yeah, my granddad had three of them. Mm -hmm. I think my cousin still got at least two of them. Maybe all three of them sitting out there somewhere. Whenever they bought those combines, they probably bitched and moaned like it was just going to bankrupt them immediately. Yeah. 
I don't know if they had probably because I've talked to Granddad about what he paid for his first combine, and he doesn't mention that, but he does mention the fact that, well, damn, it's hard to believe that you know we paid a hundred times that but that's for the looking, combines. That's him looking back, back, yeah, retroactively in retrospect, yeah. At the time, he was mad. He he didn't buy something that was a little bit more expensive because he's like, no, nah, that gleaner, that's going to get it done for me. And I don't know if he bought the gleaner or not. I, don't know. I, I can't remember, but yeah. That was a family gleaner. I think that was granddaddy's gleaner. Okay. But either way. I know Bob bought his, and I know Bob bitched about him the whole fucking time. Oh, did he? I would just knowing Bob. Yeah, I, mean, I wasn't there, <laughs> but <laughs> I didn't know if you had heard. I can I can guarantee you that there was a conversation about how fucking expensive that was. It's just like whenever we were talking to the guy over there south of White Deer that used to help us at the gate at the rodeo. Whenever you pulled up in your Dodge Cummins pickup, he's like, "Man, I remember when those came out." Went and talked to the guy. It's like, "Man, that's a nice pickup. How much is that going to cost?" And he told him it was like. Five thousand, six thousand dollars, something yeah. like that. Very reasonable. I can fucking probably buy the engine out of that for that now. I don't think he could. Not out of the original. Oh yeah, no, uh, that's fair. Like yeah. the pickup that he looked at, you could probably spend five thousand just on that specific engine. No, you're. I, I think you're right on that one. Yeah, and he still never bought one. Yeah, he's like, that's yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. ridiculous. I'm not paying for that. It was the same thing way with the combines, except for somebody obviously had to bite the bullet because, I mean, they were running cleaners. Obviously, they were looking for cheap, light. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that was the case back then, but I mean, that is. Hey, that was still a light combine. I didn't know if it was light compared to like a John Deere. I don't have a comparison, but it was light. It was light. It's a lot lighter than what we're running now. But yeah, that's my deal. People need to realize people have been bitching about the cost of equipment from the beginning of time. If you don't want an X series combine, don't go buy oh, the yeah. motherfucker. No, that's that's fact. Most people don't need one. Well, I, so I would go so far as to say ninety percent of the farmers you have don't need an X series combine. Y'all want one, but you don't need it. Yeah, that's that's fair. It's fair. Might be a little skewed. Out between seventy-five and ninety percent. I mean, I don't, I don't really care if I have an X series. I like the S series, but I like I damn sure like the S series that I'm running. And it's got shit you don't need in it. It's got a lot of shit I don't need in it. It's got a lot of shit I like in it. Exactly. Like a refrigerator. Did that cabless fucking combine that cost fifteen hundred dollars have a have a refrigerator in it? It didn't even have an air conditioner, Tyler. Plus, whenever they bought those combines, they didn't have refrigerators in their fucking houses. <laughs> I think they had ice boxes. Ice boxes. You could have put concept. an ice box on that fucking combine. Wouldn't have lasted very long. It was called a water jug, except for they didn't have a Yeti water can. They had an old bleach bottle that they rinsed out, wrapped in burlap, <laughs> and got wet every morning. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. But no, I mean, and so back to my deal. Let me me finish this real quick. So people bitch about, you know, they put all this stupid crap on combines that nobody needs. Obviously, somebody fucking wants it or they wouldn't be putting it on there and selling them. Yeah. 
Like I saw an ad for a tractor just yesterday. You flip up the little armrest thing, you know, over here on the left side, mm-hmm. and you got your heated seat button, you got your air conditioned seat button, you got the iTech turn control, and they were showing off all these fancy deals. And I thought, why are people bitching about the price of tractors? Like, if you don't want it, don't buy it. Nobody needs it. You're buying it because you want it. With some of those tractors you do need to pull the bigger equipment that it takes. But you don't need the heated and air-conditioned seat no. portion of the tractor. No, and I mean like... And I'm sure they sell one without it. Yeah. No, I mean you can... It's I'm thinking back because we just ordered a sprayer. That's all a, all a build deal. It's just like building a pickup. This appeared to be a pretty decked out... Maybe an 8R of some sort. I'm guessing a newer 8R. It had tracks, but it was the, you know, the... It's the row crop the, R. Yeah, the row the, crop yeah. track. The row crop track, yeah. No, um... Super nice, I mean, so if you wanted to buy one, give me a shout. I'll, I'll run it for you. That's, that's the deal. I mean, you can get them as nice as you want them, or you can just... You can still get them just plain Jane like you can a pickup. And it's still expensive, but you're covering more ground now than you were before yeah and that's the deal You're that's it with air conditioned seats i mean if the tractor you find in your price point has air conditioned seats then yeah you're doing it with air conditioned seats if not i mean i've got a combine i've got to say the air conditioned seats in the combine disappointing hmm. i don't know if it's working like it's supposed to probably not but i'm not spending the money to get it fixed hmm. the heated seats work Air conditioning, not so much. You know, but that's back to the deal. We just found a used combine in the price point that we could afford, and it had that. Am I mad that it has it? No. Would have I bought it without it for that price? Yes. Here's my question about the air conditioned seat or the heated seat in the combine. Did they do it the right way to where you can just turn the back on? No, they did not. Okay, then you don't fucking need heated seat. No, just sit don't. in that son of a bitch for 20 minutes and move on. I can. There are very, very few times that I use the heated seat because that heated seat works too damn good. If. Have you tried the one in the tractor? Because you have driven our tractor that has heated, that has the leather seats, I think. I don't know that I have. If you accidentally turn that some bitch on, you know in about two minutes. I'm it is pretty sure I've never read. It's that. about twice the heater that's in the seats of pickups. I mean, I can see that. Like it's too much. It is too much, even on low. I don't like even in my pickups. I don't run heated seats that much. I don't either. Um, if my back hurts, I'll turn it on. Mm-hmm. If it's real cold and I just have to hop in and go. Then I'll turn it on. Yes. But it gets turned off pretty quick. That's like, I don't understand heated steering wheels. I fucking hate them. I do too. Cannot stand it. My wife will get in that, that car of hers whenever it's 90 degrees, turn the heated steering wheel on. And I I'm hate like, it. Some bitch is already 120 degrees. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> no, I, I'll agree with you 100% on the heated steering wheel. And I hate the fact that you cannot turn, like when you do the remote start. You can't have it turn the heated seats on without turning the heated steering wheel on, at least in my pickup. I don't think you can do that on most of them. Yeah. I mean, it's all, it's all the same deal. If yeah. you want your heat on, when it's... I know that Chevrolet with the heated steering wheel, because that's the only pickup. Uh, I've driven two pickups with heated steering wheels, and that Chevrolet is 
I know you couldn't turn it off. Which sometimes it is nice, like if it's about to be a snow and my my arthritis is getting mm-hmm. up on my cutoff fingers. But even then, like you just want it to be warm and then Yeah, you it's it's on for maybe two minutes. The the duration that you remote started yeah. the pickup and then it turns off as soon as I get it in the pickup. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's my only complaint about it. But yeah, the uh the added cost to stuff is uh it's a. L- I can see why people are bitching about it, but at the same time, like you said, I don't see how you can say that they're only looking at like okay, if they released the X nine, and you could only get it with the heated and air conditioned seats and the refrigerator and all the bells and whistles and this and that, like I would understand why you might bitch. Then the fact is, you don't have to get all that shit in every combine. I will say this, and this is kind of nitpicking what you're saying. The The two times recently that I have been shopping for a combine, did not find one without a refrigerator. Were you looking at new ones or just used ones? Used ones. That means somebody bought it. I bet you could order one without it. I'm thinking you could because I know when we ordered the sprayer this summer, the new sprayers have the option you can put up. It's just like the tractors. But probably that the deal last was, two, maybe three tractors that you bought could have had a uh, refrigerator in it. Yeah, but you don't see the refrigerators in the used tractors as common as you do in the. It's because nobody cares about people driving the tractor. <laughs> do you care about the guy driving <laughs> your tractors? Fuck no. When, when You're I'm a combine driver. But somebody got his big boy pants on today. <clears throat> but there was. So it was a package that you added on in the sprayer, but it was the the certain level of cabin. It may have been the same one that had the air ride seat. Like if you triggered the air ride seat, you triggered the maybe the refrigerator, and you could not do the refrigerator. You could not do the air ride seat without the refrigerator. I think air ride seat seems like a weird place to draw that line it, it was but if you wanted it well that's if, fair then you had to pay for the refrigerator too that's fine i'm sure your old man will find a use for that refrigerator which from what i've been led to believe it's probably cheaper to go ahead and put it on there than it is to add it on because i'm on like a co- take the power fold bins for example on a combine I think if you order it new, at least when the first S-Series came out, it's like a $10,000 add-on to do the Powerfold bin package. If you buy one without it now, and you decide you want Powerfold bins, it's a minimum of $20,000 just to buy the parts for it. I I could almost see that. Because you're going to have to replace other parts that are already on it. You can probably sell some spare parts that you take off to put the Powerfold stuff in. You're probably not going to recoup your full 10. Okay. Because it's used, whatever. Okay, so here's the deal. Because like that, that folding auger. I bet it ain't got a folding auger in the bins without... No. No, it doesn't. But just the two side panels, the two big side fiberglass no. side panels, those are over $5,000 a piece just to order those two. 
That's kind of surprising. If you crack one of them, they're between five and six thousand dollars a piece. That's a little surprising. Yeah, that's where I'm getting at. That it's I'm not sure how that math's working out. And so I hadn't ordered a new combine. I don't know what that's it is. How they get you? That's to, how they get you to do the powerful bins now. But this was, like I said, in one of the forums I was reading on earlier. Greedy it's, sons of bitches. It's over twenty thousand dollars to add it on, and I don't. Like I said, I don't know what it is to. If you were to buy a new combine right now, a new S seven seventy, what the difference in the package between the powerful bin and the other one would be. But I know ten years ago when they came out with the first S six, it was a ten thousand dollar add on. Okay. So I had heard. So I mean that's just interesting things like that about the different packages. Man, it's just like a pickup. I uh, I read something last night. This is going to completely change the topic, so I hope you were kind of done bashing on mm-hmm. John Deere there. We're getting into the auto workers deal. This is which, where I wanted to go with this, uh, and I feel like it's a natural. Uh, so we're going to talk about Ford for a second here. <clears throat> Do you know how much? I built one last night in preparation for this conversation. Okay. An XL Ford pickup. Which is plain Jane, bottom of the rack. To the bottom. Yeah. A four-door, one-ton, long bed pickup with the expensive power stroke. I'll give you a hint on that. It's $12,000 to add the... The, the, the HD power the stroke. output power oh, stroke. Oh, HO on. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think what else I added on that. Uh, four-wheel drive. Skid plates. Be a fairly standard low wheel, end wheel work well pickup liners around here. Pretty well everything that you could say you need on a pickup. Okay. Not a lot of niceties. Just like I said, you know, add the, the skid plates on the fuel tank and all that and wheel well liners. Shit, I don't think I added anything else to that. I should have should have saved that on my phone. I didn't. But yeah, how much you think MSRP on that is? Seventy thousand. Sixty nine five. Damn, I was close, wasn't I? Yeah. Yeah. For a fucking work truck. Yeah. And the auto workers need paid more. Well, see, and that's why I'm torn on this deal because one. They're probably making the same amount. Do you they know how were. much the payments were going to be on that on a sixty-month note at the current interest rates? Seven hundred dollars. Thirteen hundred dollars. Holy 12 shit! Something. Wow. With a, I don't remember. I think a five percent down payment is what they consider standard. A five percent down payment? I think that's what they figure there. I didn't know you could do a five percent down payment on any loan. Yeah, you can do it on houses. You can do it on pickups, cars. Okay. Fair enough. I did not know that. I thought 20% was still standard. No, it's whenever you're with me, whenever I tried to buy my wife's car, or whenever I did buy my wife's car, they tried to get me to, they offered I've, to I, let me put 5% down I on I that. I guess I forgot about that. Like, but no, yeah. no, 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 no. We got more money than that. We need to get these payments down. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm of the same opinion. That but like whenever I bought my house, I only put 5% down. Really? Yeah. Because I still owned my other house and I hadn't even put it on the market yeah. yet. 
Wait, we're a little short on cash. Yeah. But 5%, nobody balked at all. Hmm. Okay. But fair enough. Back to what you were saying. Or what I was saying. I was just telling you that the payments on that were going to be over $1,200 a month. Yeah. So for the, five fucking years. So the deal is, let's figure nine years ago, you get the same pickup, and this is just off Dodge numbers, but they're fairly close. Ford's usually a little more expensive than Dodge. <clears throat> they don't come out of a matchbox. So, yeah. <laughs> well, well, you got to pay for it. Get what you pay for. But you could get that pickup I'm driving for less than that. And I've got leather seats. I'm figuring you probably paid, what, 50 for yours? 65. 65. I think 65 or 69. I think I'm thinking 65, though. But I'm trying to remember with the trade-in. There's a little wrinkle with that. I paid 45 for Lola. Same time frame. Yeah. Which was a half time. Probably as nice or nicer than yours. Suspension will hold up as well as your Dodge. Yeah, um, <laughs> probably better. Different engine. Your engine, the Power Stroke would have cost more. But. Which yours was a little used. Uh, the next year it was I, a year old. Yeah, like I said, a little used. It was lightly yeah. used because I think the next year we paid fifty for Caitlin's. Yeah. Same, basically same pickup. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, but I mean that's that's how much they have jumped. Because to buy that pickup I've got now is like $89,000. Yeah. I believe it. For a fucking half ton, just mm-hmm. like, I mean, yeah, I use my pickup occasionally, but shit. Well, I think dad paid. So, you know, dad updates every like 100,000 miles. Right. Or pretty close About to that. six months. He- <laughs> <laughs> the 19... 19- is he driving a 19? Is he driving a 20? Or a 21 now? Anyway, the pickup he bought, what, last year? I think he's driving a 21. Maybe he's driving a 21. That he ordered in 20. I think that's it, yeah. He paid as much or more for that pickup than I did for mine. Not surprised. Yeah. Got that 50-gallon fuel tank. <laughs> that he hates to fill up. Well, doesn't have to do it that often. Which is good. Well. He probably fills it up more than other people. But yeah, so my deal is, has the cost of pickups gone up so much? Like the cost of building the pickup gone up so much that they're charging this, or have they figured out that they can charge this? It's like back to our Can-Am Polaris oh, okay. discussion a while back. So here's here's another... You got everybody that wants these bigger pickups because they can afford them. And so demand is driving price and they can charge more. If that's the case, then I don't see it as that big of a deal that the auto workers are asking for a raise. Maybe not as big a raise as what they're asking for because that is... Unions are corrupt. The auto workers will never get 50% of what they want or what they're asking for because the union's going to take the other 50%. Yeah. Which they're asking for like a 50% raise. So they're going to get a 25% realistic raise. Yeah. Because the union's going to take that. Because they, but, they helped them out. They got the, hey. got them dollars, son. Hey. You've been paying me dues for 25 years. Hey, man, I helped you out. And our dues are just... You got to raise our dues just but another But another another viewpoint on this whole deal is you compare 
my 13 F-150 that I paid 45000 for. It was probably worth fifty if it would, because it was a year old, and it had nine thousand miles on it. Mm-hmm. So I didn't pay sticker, but it let five fifty thousand. That same pickup, whenever I looked at trading it in and buying a new one, in eighteen or nineteen, was seventy four thousand dollars. So that's twenty four grand difference, still at a zero percent interest. I didn't like it, but I could have bit that bullet then. Yeah. Now, it's $34,000 difference at six or seven if you're fucking lucky. Yeah. If you find the right bank and the right deal at the time. So your realistic price increase is 50%, 100%, maybe not quite 100%. It's a lot. Trying to do that math in my head, and it's it's hard to it's it's substantial. It's hard to calculate it's it is a damn near double difference depending yeah. on what you do down payments and all that. Too many variables. Damn near double what we paid ten years ago. Yeah. Actually, that was only nine years ago. So I bought that in fourteen. Well, I, that's yeah. Like I was talking about I, my pickup. You bought a fourteen. Yeah. I bought a thirteen. Yeah. And then in fifteen, Caitlin bought a fourteen. But hers was new. Excuse me. Yeah. Get it right. Sorry, I'm white trash. Mm. Regardless, the whole auto workers deal. Are they going back to work? Has anybody said? I heard. I hadn't heard anything in a week or so. I just heard. And that's why I wanted to bring it up. Um. Earlier today, that Ford's most uh, profitable plant, the one that builds the F-Series pickups, yes, they walked out today. Right, the Kentucky plant. Yep. So, and that's that's what I wanted to bring up, especially since you brought up the price of uh, combines and everything, because one of the comments under that thread was saying that somebody had projected that the average price of a car, of your average car, just plain Jane average car was going to be a hundred thousand dollars by 2035. I think it'll be there before then the way they're going. I mean, you, you increase your labor rate by that much and it's going to go a lot quicker. It's as we all know, I bought my wife an Explorer in March. Yep. The difference between the King ranch that I bought her and the XLT Not significant. But that was a XLT that was... That's the lowest that Explorer makes. Yeah, but I thought you had added some to that package. Like, no, still I'm talking about the seats. XLT that I fucking looked at. Oh, I didn't know you had actually looked at an XLT. Yeah. I, I thought you had priced it, it online. No, I looked at it and priced it. And it okay. It's like looking at it, it's... The difference in quality, I think, was substantial. The difference in price was inconsequential. Really? Yes. Because it was, you're talking maybe 15 grand, maybe not even that much. Which for some people, that 15 grand Well, is... I'm not saying that it, in the grand scheme of things, 
To me, it was inconsequential. For the step that it took. Because you get in the XLT, you could tell it was going to rattle very soon. You could tell that it just, it wasn't, everything wasn't as tight, especially yeah. on the interior. And like, you know, now I've got four wheel drive. Now I've got the good EcoBoost that I want. Yeah. There's lots of things that I got that I think would be justifiable for that price range. Yes. Therefore, I say that it is inconsequential because it's not really apples to apples comparison. Does that make sense? No, I'd agree with not you. I'm trying to one. sound yeah. like a rich snob here. <clears throat> Certainly broke. Especially if we bought that cow. But <laughs> neither here nor there. <laughs> so I think a $100,000 like standard vehicle is coming way... Cl- it's, it ain't got no three in it. No, I, I'm afraid you're right. It's. I think it's got a four in it. And a two in front of that. <laughs> I think it's coming next year. Maybe two years. I don't know. No, I, I think they were talking about your just family car. Not your... What's cheaper than a fucking Explorer? The Edge. No, the, uh, they're about the same price. Are they really? Yes. I was thinking the actual cars, like the... You realize I was Do they still make a Taurus? No. Ford does not make a sedan. Oh, do they not? No. They're all SUVs now. Well, you can buy a Mustang. Well, but it's I mean... It's not really a sedan. Okay, but no. you can buy a sports car or you can buy an SUV. I think, I think they still make an Edge. Which is just a little bitty SUV. Yeah. Um, no, nobody really makes a sedan anymore because I looked whenever I started looking at like fancier explorers. I thought, you know, fuck it, I'll just get like kind of a base Cadillac? model Lincoln car. I'm not buying a Cadillac. Well, but I mean, I'm <laughs> they the, the sedan market is pretty well dead. Which I could see that. So they make a Mustang, an Escape, small Explorer. Okay. And a Bronco now. They have the Bronco Sport. Which is a little bitty Bronco. It's smaller than I got. The Bronco, the Explorer, the Edge. The Edge and the Mustang Mach-E look very similar. I mean, they're... I didn't... And then the Expedition. I did not realize until now that they were the same body. That's basically the same fucking car. Except it's like a, it's like a, they should have called that the Edge Fastback. That's what it is. That's a Fastback. That's by about five degrees. Yeah. Um. So that's what Ford makes. Lincoln. They have a car, a big car, and I don't remember like the Continental. Yeah. But you got to get the black version of that. And Haley was not getting the black version of a Continental. No matter how bad I wanted one. Because I did want one. Interesting. It's like 140. All right. Fucking slick, though. I bet. Fucking slick. I bet it was. It was a Lincoln. Fucking love me a Lincoln. Cadillac of the Ford world. I... You know, my granddad used to have a Lincoln car. He had a Lincoln car and a pickup the whole time that I was alive. As long as I can remember. He drove a town car around, and then he had a pickup if he needed to go to the farm or if he wanted to drive his pickup. Whatever. It's like an 80 model pickup that I didn't seem to drive much. But, man, his cars were always nice. Really? He bought some interesting color choices. 
neither here nor there. Interior choices got a little wild in the 90s. I don't know if you remember <laughs> that or not. But they did. I'm trying to think. Okay, so Cadillac has a few sedans. They've got the CT5, the CT4, the CT4V, the CT5. Wait a minute. I already said CT5. And then this electric. What the fuck is that? Somebody's hideous. It's it's not great. The Celestic. By inquiry. I thought maybe it was by inquiry only. In other words, if you have to ask, you can't afford it. I'm guessing they don't make it yet. They're waiting for somebody to afford it. Yeah, so basically they make one sedan and they put different numbers on it. What well, which I think it's Honda in Hyundai in Kia, I think they still make some sedans. Probably. Because you still see some newer ones on the road, I think. Yeah, I'd buy that. But really but I don't not. consider them a major And Chrysler makes a sedan. Pretty sure you can still get a Chrysler sedan. Buick still might make that car. They might. What the fuck, Chrysler? But you, I mean, really anymore in America, newer cars, all you see are SUVs. Like the Edge. I mean, if you're going to get a small one, you're going to see like an Edge or something like that. I fully intended to buy Haley a car, but the only cars that I could actually find were like the Mustang or the Camaro or the Challenger and shit like that. Which they're still making the... The sport cars. The sport cars. I'm not talking about the sport cars. I'm talking about the... The family cars, yeah, if you will. Um, she came real close to getting a Mustang. That'd, that'd have been fine, fun if you'd have bought the right one, dude. If I'm gonna buy a Mustang, I'm gonna buy a fucking Mustang. I was gonna get the the EcoBoost. What do they call that? The EcoBoost Premium or something like that? Yeah, see, there's a a Chrysler car right there. There you go. The 300. And then you get to minivans. So they build one sedan and then minivans. And that 300 is a big car. It is. I mean, it's a it's a minivan of cars. Yeah. The things, though, it's, it's almost like an old boat. Uh-huh. You know, like that uh, Caprice Classic I used to drive. Like the Cadillac Eldorado. No, you would have been really happy if I'd have bought my wife that Mustang. Because then you would have got to give her uh, manual lessons also. Oh? Yeah. I'm not getting in her with that fucking car. <laughs> <laughs> she don't know how to drive stick. Really? That surprises me. When would she have learned to drive stick? I figured when she lived in Fall Head. You figure wrong. Apparently. Apparently. So, what else you got? Now that we've talked about the the auto workers, and uh, no, that's that's about all I got. Because you uh, you pulled the John Deere conversation across into the uh, yep UA, UAW because I'm the king of about the segue. Like, well, that's about how I was going to do it. So. 
How much time we got on there? Uh, probably plenty. Do you, do you have something else you want to talk about? You good? Not We're really. No, okay. Good. Well then, moving onward and upward, it is finally over. Congratulations, you made it to the end. We're all so proud of you. And I hit the right button, and I am proud of me. Go check out our great sponsors, Ballard's Guns. Check them out online. They've got a deal. It is getting close to waterfowl season. It is waterfowl season in parts of the world. Go get you a new shotgun. Deer season, right around the corner. Go buy a new rifle. There you go. It's okay. She can't say no if you don't ask. Also, if you just want a pistol, go buy one of them. They got some neat pistols up there. Shit's popping off in the world. All right, folks, it's time. Stay strapped or get clapped. Maybe it's time you started... Like actually getting serious about target practice with pistols. I think he's got one of those up there. It may cost you a pretty penny, but it's a cool fucking gun. Go check them out. Also, meet Club Lambs because we love them. We do. They're good Mo people. Cattle Company. Because we love we them. love them. They're great folks. Talk about cows we're getting attached to. Oh, hadn't even owned her a week. Never sell another one. Never sell another one. Hadn't owned her a week. She purdy. If they ain't got testicles, don't try to buy them. That's all I'm saying. That's another conversation (laughs) that we've had. If you have to ask, you can't afford her. Um, Also, Texas Beverage and Package. They got a brand new store. It's a great store. Go check it out. The manager's name is Lido. That sounds right. Very knowledgeable. Very friendly. Seemed like a super cool guy. Um, he said he was going to start listening. I don't know. We'll see what he says about that. Um, but check him out on his Facebook page. I can't remember his last name. It's Lido. Sorry. Man, this is just terrible. But a cool store, and they've got your beer. Uh, they they do carry lots of beer. So, I mean, it, it's not just liquor, kind of like the one in Groom is. Um, they carry a lot more of your uh, your beer. They have They have lots of beer. But made me a little jealous. It really did. Rex, how happy are you to just go down the road, pick up your Pondicetta and your liquor? That was that was nice going in there because we got a Pondicetta. Yep. You know, made it home. Got to have we something sat there in the driveway yeah. and uh, and drank a Pondicetta once we got there, and then tried those two bottles of tasty, tasty liquor that we got in there. Yeah, they were good. Awesome. I highly selection. recommend. Go check out Texas Beverage and Package. Even if you're from Groom, like you don't go to Amarillo once a week. Go once hit them up two over weeks, there. Just drive down the road. Go check them out. That way you can tell Jared what they're missing out on. No doubt. We're going to need some We're gonna need some backing on this. We need yeah. a better beer selection in Groom. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. No, I, I'd I'm agree saying, with you. I'm happy with the liquor, and I'll keep the liquor. If it's liquor or beer, I'll take it. Jared, we'd like a little better hey. beer selection. Jared, we love you either way. We appreciate you. Get into that craft beer market there, hombre. Um, I think that's all of them. I think Hyde bumped my printer. Okay. Well, anyway, thanks for listening. We had a hell of a time. We hope you did also. Um, Royce wants to do trivia. Do you not want to do trivia? I'm kind of fine with it at this point. No, we don't have to if you don't want to. No. 
Which country makes the gin-like spirit Spitska? Borovica. Poland? Good luck, asshole. No. Used to have a Czech in front of their name. Czechoslovakia. No Czech anymore. It's just Slovakia. Yeah, that's... You said used to, but... Yeah, I guess it just... It's Slovakia. Slovakia now. I don't even know if it's the same country, to be honest with you. There's no Czechoslovakia. <laughs> it's no longer a country. And these may have got uh, scrambled again. Not surprised. I saw the Dream Team up here screwing around. <laughs> yeah, you were up here. Yeah. You? What was the common name for gin made at home or illegally? Yeah, we've seen this one before. You got it? Go ahead. Pick a new one. Oh, so you know that one? Maybe we went through these. I doubt that. Bathtub gin's the best you got? Uh, slow gin. It's got slow berries in it. Yeah, we did that one. Uh, which cocktail consists of vermouth, gin, and orange bitters? Vermouth, gin, and orange bitters? Yeah. Would that, would that be an orange martini? It would just be a dry martini. Bitters is what throws you off on that one. Mm-hmm. But I think we had done that one, too. Maybe. And I don't know that she got a hold of these. That's why I'm saying we might have been through all of them. Because then there's the one with nettle gin. All right. Maybe we've been through them all. It's been almost a year. That's fair. I mean, they've, they've made it a pretty good while. Okay. Well, after that anticlimactic ending, check us out on Facebook. Hit us up. Apparently, we're asking questions now. On Spotify. We are? Apparently, we got answers the other day. Okay. Remember awesome. I, t- I told you. Yeah. Yeah. Answer them. We'd love to hear your input. We would. Um, if you have questions, comments, concerns, if you are the guy we talked about with the combine, if you are the guy that's working on the nozzles to do variable rate irrigation, if uh, I'd love to try it out, really, you're come any, set me up. Anybody that we have talked about in this podcast or any of the 63 previous to this, we want to hear from you. Let us know. We'd love to have you on. Come on up, have some whiskey. We got some good stuff going for next week. If not, you can phone it in. Then you're going to have to go to Texas Beverage and Package, buy your own bottle. We'll let you know beforehand. There you go. Key point here, people. Go to Texas Beverage and Package. 5% off for all WT alum and current students. Through homecoming week. Which I think might be this week or next I week. I think. So, It'll hope we're not too late. It'll be fine. Also, hey, did you talk about what they were doing for their grand opening? That's right before Halloween. That's all I really talked about, I believe. Okay, that's it. I was downstairs, so I didn't. I didn't know. Did Jared say what he was doing? He said they're doing the grand opening weekend before Halloween. 
Yeah. So the uh, the grand opening, in case we don't get another podcast out before then, I'm sure there will be things going on. We will try and keep the Facebook page updated. It is not important that. because these good people are already going to be there. They should be. They'll hear it from the horse's mouth. Olito's going to tell them all about what they got going on. Also, they are no longer holding bottles behind the counter. They haven't been open that long. They've already decided. They get them. They're going to put them up. If you want Blanton's, go check them out. That's what he said. We need to get Lito on here and talk. We do. Why don't we go to Lito? Maybe we go over there. It's going to be a tough drive home. Hey, Rex. We're staying at your house. I know. God lives next door to Rex, too. We've got plenty of options. Hey, there plenty we Plenty of options. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, uh, we appreciate it, and we will see you. Love you. Bye. Hey, stay safe this week. Adios.